Psalm 20, verse number 1, the Lord hear thee in the day of trouble. It's almost like a, a benediction. It's almost like a, it is a prayer. I mean, it's a song uh, that's being sung here, but, but you, you hear David's heart, you know, uh, towards and for us all, um, for himself. The, the Lord hear thee in the day of trouble. The name of the God of Jacob defend thee. Send thee help from the sanctuary and strengthen thee out of Zion. Remember all thy offerings and accept thy burnt sacrifice, Selah. Grant thee according to thine own heart and fulfill all thy counsel. And what a blessing is being pronounced, really, you know, as you read through this. We will rejoice in thy salvation, and in the name of our God we will set up our banners. The Lord fulfill all thy petitions. Now know I that the Lord saveth his anointed. He will hear him from his holy heaven with the saving strength of his right hand. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. They are brought down and fallen. Somebody give me chariots and horses that were brought down and fallen. Tell me a place in scripture. Yeah, I mean, they were drowned, overthrew horse and rider you know, in the, in the sea. So, so um, they fall, but it says, we will remember the name of the Lord our God. They are brought down and fallen, but we are risen and stand upright. And then he ends in verse number nine, and he says, save. I mean, who can save but the Lord? Save, Lord. Let the king hear us when we call. I mean, you can have a lot of people's ears, you know, in other words, to speak, most of us are older in this room, so we remember the old commercial, when E.F. Hutton speaks, people listen, you know. Um, but have the Lord's ear to, for him to hear us when we cry, for him to hear us when we call. I mean, you could know some important people. You could know some powerful people. But would you trade if you, if you knew the wealthiest person on earth? If you, if you knew the most powerful person on earth, you know, would you trade and, and not have the Lord to have them? I mean, are they going to help you like the Lord can help you? No, they're not able. They're not able to save in the way the Lord's able to save. They might be able to loan us money. Um, they, they might be able to get us out of a, a particular situation. We know the psalmist is talking about trouble here. Um, but none can save like the Lord. Uh, none knows us like the Lord. None's able to do the things that he's able to do. Um, I mean, when he speaks, it thunders, um, you know, overthrows the, the powerful men, the mighty men. You know, in this day, it would have been horses and chariots. You know, Egypt had many uh, of those, um, and they would be hired by other nations to help them fight against their enemies, you know. But, but um, you know, what are they in the day of battle? What, what's the might of Pharaoh's army and all of his horses and chariots, and all the, the gleaming, you know, whatever might have been the, 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 the chariots. I was talking to Sister Shelby, and she was talking about a couple of times she's had to have a wrecker come and help her, and there was this one. She said it was gleaming. She said, is it new? And he said, no, I just like things clean. But you think about all those chariots shining in the sun, all those shields shining in the sun, all the banners that were flapping, you know, in the wind. What are they in the day of battle? 
I mean, how many times do we see in Scripture where God gave the victory against a much mightier? Brother JT was talking about Israel being a small. God chose them because they were a small nation, because they were an insignificant, tiny nation, so that whenever they got the victory, God got the glory, because there was no way they were going to win on their own, right? So kind of get that picture, you know, there as we, as we go through and, and look at this. Um, well, let's go to the Lord in prayer and ask the Lord to, to be with us. Father, we bow before you this morning and we confess our great need, uh, Father, of, of, of you, uh, of your grace, of your mercy, of your strength, of your help in every uh, situation, circumstance. Father, there's nothing that, that is, is too small to bring before you. There's nothing too great to bring before you. You're not, you're not, you, don't, you don't push us away bringing what would to us be seemingly trifle you know, sort of things, nor do you refuse us when we bring great burdens unto you. So, Father, we're thankful that, that we can come unto you because of Christ, that, that you do hear us when we call. Uh, whether it be a small thing or a great thing, small things can become great things. We've talked about that before. And Lord, we, we just look unto you and we, we ask you this morning that you would speak unto us from your word, encourage us, strengthen us, help us. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. So, <clears throat> the Lord hear thee. Uh, what, a, what a blessed thing that is for the Lord to hear you. Uh, a lot of times my kids will say something to me and I don't hear them, um, not on purpose. Uh, my wife will say something to me and I don't hear. Sometimes I hear and I'll tell them, is this what you said? And they'll say, Dad, that's not even close, you know, because I have trouble hearing. Um, but the Lord doesn't have any trouble hearing. He, he knows, right, your, your thoughts. He knows your heart. Um, his, his ear's not too dull, the Scripture says that he cannot hear. His arm's not too short, that he cannot save. Um, so the Lord hear thee. Uh, this, is, this is the very first thing David says to us. You know, so if you're in some trouble and, and you've got a great burden, you, you talked about a great burden this morning. You talked about Brother Bruce. He's not here with us this morning. You know, his brother and, and everything that's going on with his brother. And, and you know, he's, he's been trying to speak to his brother about the Lord, you know, but not just at this time, but, you know, there's been conversations that have happened in the past. Now his brother's in a place in his mind where it's, he's not just quite there. He's not, not quite there, you know, all the time. Um, he thinks he hears him some, and other times he's like, I can't get through to him. Um, right now, they're putting a feeding tube you know, in for him, and, and it looks like it's getting close to the, the end for his brother, and, and he's, he's crying out to the Lord, Bruce is, for his brother, uh, that he might, he wants to know that his brother knows the Lord before he dies. He wants to know that. Um, so, you know, we could say this morning to Brother Bruce, if he was here, knowing his heart, knowing the difficulty that he's going through in that situation, that's not the only situation. There's other situations within our little body, our little group here, but we could say to Brother Bruce, the Lord hear thee. Brother Bruce, the Lord hear your prayer regard to your brother. We're praying with you. We're praying for you. Praying for him. You know, so uh, the Lord hear thee. Well, here we are. Psalm number 20, right? Started in Psalm number 1. Now we're at Psalm number 20. We came out of the book of Romans into the book of Psalms. We prayed about this together, about where the Lord would have us to go next. You know, we were all committed to seek the Lord about what book he would have. Are you still committed to this book? 
You know, are you still committed to, you know, Lord, I'm, I, I, this is where you have us and this is, this is where we are. This is the psalm for me this morning. Um, you know, we're only about, I guess, maybe 10% or so through the book of Psalms, um, especially when you consider Psalm 119 is so long. Um, but um, we began this study prayerfully. Um, I, I trust it's, being a, it's a blessing to you. Um, I trust you're praying as you come that the Lord would speak, you know, unto us through these psalms. But um, it seems like David here has been through some trouble. It seems like maybe somebody's going through some trouble. Um, that's pretty sure, isn't it? I mean, we go into one trial and out the other side and back in, you know, to another one, it seems. So we're just, you know, trouble's kind of a constant, isn't it? Um, and so is there any blessing in that? that there is a constant to trouble, well, it draws us closer to the Lord, doesn't it? So that's, there's a blessing there. We don't enjoy trouble. You know, we don't have that sort of mindset. You know, bring it on. You know, that might be Danny. He's got his head hung down back there, um, making sure he's not trying to sleep. <clears throat> but, um, you know, he might square off against the guy on the football field and say, you know, bring it on. Um, you know, I don't know. Um, but but that, we're, we're not looking for trouble. There are some people that do. They're looking for trouble. Are there any, any kids in, in school that look for trouble? Any? Yeah. Um, I had some cousins that went around the bars looking for trouble. You know, when, when I was, you know, that, after we got out of high school, that's what they did. They went around looking for trouble. Um, that's, I'm not looking for trouble. It shows up on my doorstep frequently, but I'm not looking for trouble. Uh, I don't want trouble. Um, but, you know, David seems to have been through some things. It seems to know that we're going through some things. Um, the Lord seems to know that we need to hear something like this because we do face trouble. And he says, the God of Jacob defends you. Well, the thing about Jacob, we were, we were looking at, 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 at Jacob, Anna and I were yesterday, I guess we were yesterday morning, we were around the island in the kitchen, we were talking about Jacob. And I mean, he's, he's born, he and Esau, and he's got a hold of Esau's heel when he comes out of the womb. <laughs> and I was thinking, that's, that's a pretty good grip, <laughs> you know, for one so small to grab a hold of his brother's foot. Um, but, um, you know, Jacob wouldn't necessarily have been our choice, but he was God's choice, wasn't he? Um, he was, his name means supplanter, or what was it? He'll, you look in, you look at the Hebrew, it's heel grabber, you know, so they, you know, I guess, I don't know, in a sense, you almost think, you know, when the, you, you read some of the stories about the Native American Indians, and when they walked out the tent, the first thing they saw, a running bear, you know, I don't know, so here's Jacob, he grabs a hold of Esau's heel, you know, they, that's what Jacob means, um, but, um, you know, it's, it's not upon, God chose Jacob, not upon his merits, uh, he, he deceived his father, you know, tried to make him think he was Esau. Um, and then he gets into all that trouble and Esau's, you know, just furious at him. So, you know, off he runs and he's without his family. He, he's, he's, he's in a place, you know, that, that there's no one. Um, and he lays his head down and he has the dream, you know, where he sees the ladder and the angels ascending and descending. Um, and God appears to him. There he is alone without his family, without any support from anyone. And God appears to him. 
and, and, and speaks to him. You know, it's, 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 you know, it's, it's Jeremiah 1-5 territory in a sense for me. You know, it, before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. You know, that's what the scripture says. So, you know, remember, Rebecca was wondering what's going on. I mean, there's this constant, uh, that would have been hard. I mean, you were sick enough while you were, you know, pregnant, but thinking about those kids just seemed like they were struggling all the time. And she's like, what is going on? And God says, there's two nations in your womb, you know. Um, But um, God says to Jacob in that place, he says in Genesis 28, 15, there's nobody with him, right? But God says, behold, I am with thee. The Lord hear thee. There may not be anybody else with you. may not be anybody else for you. But the Lord hear thee. He says, I am with thee and will keep thee in all the places whither thou goest and will bring thee again into this land. For I will not leave thee until I have done that which I have spoken to thee of. How many things has God said to us in his word? I mean, was, you, you look at a verse like this and say, well, that was just for Jacob. No, this is for you. You know, like I've told you before, Brother Conrad used to say, this is children's bread. You know, children of God. If you're a child of God, this is for you. You know, and so when you read that and the Lord says, I'm with thee, guess what? Can, can we find a New Testament promise in that regard? I will never leave thee nor forsake thee, right? You know, so this is for us. If you're a child of God, this is for you. This is to encourage and strengthen you. Um, and behold, I am with thee. And I'll not leave thee until I've done all that I've spoken of. Uh, well, there's a little ways yet to go. And I, I know, Brother JT, you're in your 80s, and if Sister Joyce was here, she'd be in her 90s. But we've still got a little ways to go. I mean, we're, we're not, we haven't arrived yet. We're not in heaven yet. We haven't made it there yet. Uh, but there's promises in this book in regards to our lives, you know, here on this earth, all the way to glory. That work that he's begun, what does the what does the Bible say? It's, he's going to do what? He's going to complete it, right? You know, he's going to complete what he's done. And I'm pretty sure when God says he's going to do something, it's going to get done. We may say, I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that. In fact, well, Shalom's not in here. He's back there. But, but I said to him last night, I said, I'll see you tomorrow. I told Brother Donnie what he said to me. You know what he answered me? He said, the Lord willing. You know, and that's true. You remember those men in scriptures said that we're going to go to thus and thus city and we're going we're to stay there. We're going to buy and sell a year and we're going to make a profit. And the Bible says, if the Lord wills, you'll do this or that. And you'll go to such and such city and you'll buy and sell and you'll gain a profit. Um, so if the Lord will, if the Lord will. But there's, there's, there's so much left and there's so many promises in God's word and you read something like this and his promises stand sure. His promises to us will be fulfilled. We may be headed for some rough days. Now I'm not talking about just common trouble. There may be some uncommon trouble coming. We don't know. But what a blessing it is to know that God's greater than any of that trouble. No matter what it is. God's greater than it all. And the Lord's going to hear you in the day of trouble when you call upon him. You know, that's the important thing. So at that moment, Jacob's totally alone. God speaks to him and says, behold, what a comfort that must have been to him. 
You know, his, his, his own mother encouraged him to tie those, those, those skins on his arm so that when his father touched his arm, he'd think he's touching Esau's old hairy arm, you know? Um, and he's without his, and he was, you kind of get the impression, don't you, that Jacob might have been kind of a mama's boy? You know, Esau was kind of a man's man, you know, he was out there hunting and all those sorts of things, you know, but, but Jacob, the, the scripture says that he dwelt in tents. You know, so he was kind of inside. Esau was kind of outside. Um, but uh, here he is. What a comfort it must have been to him for the Lord to appear to him and say that I'm with you. Well, we know the territory he's heading towards, right? I mean, he heads to Laban's household. And Laban wasn't the nicest guy. Um, Jacob got a little bit of his own medicine being deceived, didn't he? You know, he served all those years that he might have Rachel. And what did he, what did he wake up next to? Leah. You know, so that's, that's uh, you know, interesting about his relationship with Laban. And then you go on and you find out that Laban changed his wages how many times? Anybody remember? Ten. Ten times he changed his wages. Um, you know, I was, I was determined when I worked at the insurance office in Huntsville for 20 years. I was like, Lord, if I need a raise you're able to impress upon those people. I don't have to go around like the other people, you know, and, 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 and go and ask for one. If I need one, I know you'll give it to me. So I determined that that would, but they never lowered my pay. <laughs> he got his wages changed 10 times, you know. Um, some of that, every time it was lowering his pay, it was like, you know, you can have these, you know, when, when the cattle are all born like this, and then when that got bigger, he's like, no, that's mine, and you take the other ones, you know, kind of thing. Um, and then, you know, Jacob finally has enough. And he leaves, and Laban goes after him, and God warns him the night before, take care how you treat him, you know, because if you treat him, you know, wrongly, you're going to have to deal with me. Um, but um, start to finish, you know, we see all the way, you know, to the, when he crosses over, you know, the brook, and he's about to meet Esau, and he sent gifts ahead of him, and, and his wives and his children even have gone ahead of him. Um, you know, he's, he's having to meet his brother, and he's worried about what that's going to be like, and he's wrestling, you know, with the Lord. Um, and he said, I won't let you go unless you bless me. Well, that's, that's a good place to be, isn't it? I mean, I'm not sure, you know, you, you, you look at that situation, a lot of people think, well, you know, it, Jacob must have been pretty strong. Well, the Lord could have brushed him aside at any moment, right? But he had him clinging to him, you know, and Andrew's a pretty big guy. And if, if uh, you know, a couple of these younger guys, you know, were to, maybe not Daniel and Cohen, but, you know, Shalom and Emmy anyway, if they were to go over and they'd just be kind of clinging to him, you know, they're not really going to bring him down, you know, but I kind of get that picture with Jacob. He's just kind of clinging, you know, I'm not going to let you go. I'm not going to let you go. Um, you know, I've had, I had three little brothers. They could grab a hold of my leg and I'm dragging them along. Let go of me, you know, um, and it's kind of, that's the picture I kind of get, but, but, um, the Lord was with Jacob all the way. Then you can go back and you look at, you know, here we see the God of Jacob, but in other places we see the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And you see this covenant being fulfilled. And Jacob can look back at his father Isaac and his mother, and they were believers, and look back to Abraham and Sarah, and they were believers. And he had that heritage, but also he sees God's hand, you know, through all the way, and now it's come to him. Um, and this covenant God has appeared unto him so that we can say our salvation, right, from start to finish, it's all of God. He gets all the glory. 
All the glory is his. If, if he were to say to me, okay, Russell, it's up to you. You're going to make it the rest of the way on your own. You know, I know I've kind of presented that to you before in that way. How would you ever make it? How would you ever make it? Even, even if we had a day left, how could you make it uh, the rest of the way on your own? Well, we couldn't. Uh, but we're confident of this very thing, like we said before, that he that hath begun a good work in us will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Here's, listen to something. I know some of you have your little books that, we, that we're using as we go through, but, but um, listen to something that Spurgeon says. I, I didn't actually read it this morning, so you'll have to let me know if this is in there. But he said, whatever we undertake. So if God sets something before us, let's put it in that context. If God sets something before us that we're having to undertake, he says, God is with us in the undertaking. God's with us. Whatever we endure, God's with us in the enduring. Can you, can you hear what he said to Jacob in this? And can you hear what David's saying, the Lord hear thee? Um, whithersoever we wander. Well, Jacob's out there wandering. You know, Abraham was wandering um, in a sense, but God is with us. If God be for us, who can be against us? You know, we know that passage. If God is with us, what can we not do? You see some places in Scripture where one shall chase a thousand, you know. Um, so this is, this is what Paul meant, he says, when he wrote, I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. So he says, let every son of Jacob, so we were looking at spiritual sense, so here we are, let every son of Jacob, every believer, in other words, Hear the promise as a promise coming directly from God himself to you this morning. This is in your inbox. You know, it's coming directly to you this morning. God is with you. God is for you. If you're his, God is with you. So completely with you. So completely is God with you that he is, Brother Donnie, in you. He's in you. The whole Godhead with you, in you, in the entirety of his being, I will be their God. They shall be my people. So in your trouble, whatever your trouble is today, it could be something that's not as serious, like Sister Shelby's having some sort of trouble with her car where it's not wanting to start, you know, and so it's in the, it's over at the dealership in Lufkin, you know, under warranty, and they're trying to figure it out. Well, that could become more serious, you know, but right now it's, you know, it's inconvenient, you know. Somebody's having to drive you somewhere. Uh, if you were Jacob, nobody could drive you. You'd be alone out there, you know, uh, with a rock for your pillow, but, but um, trouble's going to come. Here's the promise. I'll be with you. I'll be with you in the trouble. I knew it was coming, God says, before it ever got there. I'm the one who sent it. But I'll be with you. And I'm going to show you and teach you. And I'm going to open your understanding in some things you know, that otherwise you wouldn't be able to see or know. Um, you know. Some of you know about whenever we were going through something more than the inconvenience of your car not starting. You know, years and years ago when Teresa was really, really sick. And the question was asked us. I don't know if I've said this before, but... Um, I know some of you know it, but the question was asked us if we would trade. Okay? So here's this trial. It was very, very difficult. There were many tears that were shed. There, 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 was, there was 
the very real, um, in, in, in our eyes, um, possibility, on God's side, not, but in our eyes that Teresa was not going to make it, you know, through that illness. Um, but, but here's this very real problem, and, and it was prolonged. It wasn't a short thing. It was a long thing, right? And somebody asked the question, would you rather or would you trade all that God has shown you through this, all that God has taught you through this, for not having to go through it? Now, I'm on the, uh, that I know the two shall become, you know, one, and, 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 and I love her dearly and, and, and greatly, but she was the one that was physically going through the suffering. And I could look at her, and I've asked her before. I know the answer already. You know, she, she's been asked the question, and she said no. You know, yes, there was loss. Yes, there was pain. Yes, there was great trouble. But what God showed us of himself, what God made known unto us that we would not otherwise have known, is precious. It's too precious to say, no, I don't want to go through that. Um, so trouble's going to come. It's not a matter of if, it's just a matter of when, isn't it? So what are you, go- what are you and I going to do with that trouble when it arrives? Mm-hmm. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. He's born under trouble, isn't he? Um, so it's going to come. Uh, what are you going to do with it when it when it shows up on your doorstep? Um, well, we're going to turn to the Lord, aren't we? We're, we're going to say, Lord, what you say in Psalm twenty is that you're with me. <laughs> that you, you know, I, I I I see, you know, I can I can compare Scripture with Scripture and say that you'll never leave me nor forsake me. So we're going to turn to the Lord because the Lord's going to hear us. That's what David's saying here. The Lord hear thee. You, you, you think about trouble, think about Hezekiah. And you think about Sennacherib. And you think about him coming with his army. And, and you think about him telling him, you know, Hezekiah, don't you trust in your God. Because I've overthrown lots of kingdoms that trusted in their gods. And where are they now? You know? And so Hezekiah lays out that letter before the Lord. And the, the Lord, you know, answers um, Sennacherib and or Hezekiah about Sennacherib and says by the way that he came the same way he's going to return now he, he's he's going to have to run off like you know a, a dog with its tail between its legs you know just whimpering all the way he shall not come into this city saith the Lord for I will defend the city to save it for my own sake and for my servant David's sake and it came to pass that night that the angel of the Lord went out and smote in the camp of the Assyrians a hundred Four score and five thousand. How many is that? Cohen? A hundred, four score, and five thousand. The count at Bruce sitting here. How many is four score? Twenty, forty, sixty, eighty. So it'd be a hundred and forty-five thousand. Um, and when look it up later and correct me if I'm wrong, I think that's right. You know, I, I'm not positive, but I, I believe that's right. Uh, and when they arose early in the morning, behold, they were all dead corpses. Hmm? So Sennacherib, king of Assyria, departed and went and returned and dwelt at Nineveh. There's some history for you there when you think about Jonah. You know, the Ninevites, he didn't want to go there, you know. 
<laughs> but this is the verse of Scripture that Brother J.T. was mentioning. Job 5, 6 through 9 says, Although affliction cometh not forth of the dust, neither doth trouble spring out of the ground, yet man is born unto trouble as the sparks fly upward. You built a fire before. You've got a burn ban right now. Don't go do that. You know, but you've built a fire before, and you've seen those sparks fly upward, haven't you? He said, I would seek unto God. So Job is talking about trouble here, right? What do we say we need to do with our trouble? We need to go to the Lord with that trouble. He said, I would seek unto God, and unto God would I commit my cause. Lord, I, I commend myself, you know, into your hands. For say, nobody can pluck me from your hand. You know, nothing can touch me that doesn't pass through your hand. He says, unto God I would commit my cause which doeth great things and unsearchable, marvelous things without number. That's amazing, isn't it? So, the Lord hear thee in the day of trouble. The name of God, or the God of Jacob, defend thee. And then he says, send thee help from the sanctuary. What do we need when we're in trouble? We need help. We need help. Send thee help from the sanctuary. Can you think back to Psalm 18? And David cries out to the Lord. And we have this imagery. I mean, just a string of things that go forth where God rises up. And all that takes place as he comes to the aid of his child. Let me just put it in this context for you. A lot of us here are parents. When one of our children were hurt, we heard their cry. We ran to their aid gathered them up in our arms and took care you know whatever it was they needed is God any less of a father unto us as his children no no Luke 18 verse 7 says and shall not God avenge his own elect which cried day and night unto him though he bear long with them now there's been some times that I have not wanted to do something and it wasn't necessarily something that, that was dangerous. But I, little kid, I'd get frustrated. Um, have a fishing pole trying to, you remember when you first got a fishing pole? And you tried to cast? And it wasn't a problem with the cane pole. Just let that thing swing right out there and plop, you know, right in the water, right? I've done both. I fished off a bank, fished out of boats, you know. But you first had to cast that first time. And, and you, know, you just didn't really understand all the mechanism. And, and so you'd, you'd try to cast it, and it'd just slam right there you know, against the boat, or it'd slam against the bank, or it'd just splash right into the water right in front of your feet. And here I was frustrated, and I wanted to give up. He wouldn't let me. He said, no, you're going you're gonna to keep on. You'll get it. You know, and it wasn't, wasn't, you know, too many, you know, times later, here I was, you know, casting it right out there. And then a little bit further than that, I got to the point where I could throw that thing all the way across that pond, just right, you know, where, where all the, the, the moss and stuff had, had stopped growing and it started getting the water where that fish would be sitting there waiting for something, you know, and I'd plop it right there in front, right where I wanted it, you know. Um, and there were lots of things like that. My dad was like, no, you're not going to give up. And here I was just a crying, just a whimpering, you know. But he says, no, you're gonna, you'll get it. You'll get it. Um, so, you know, though he bear long with them, God's, God's going to use whatever it is that we're going through for his purposes. He's going to accomplish his purposes in us through these things. 
Psalm 86 verse 7 says, In the day of my trouble I will call upon thee, for thou wilt answer me. Psalm 50 verse 15, God says, Call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver thee, and thou shalt glorify me. Don't forget, when the Lord, when the Lord delivers you, don't forget to give him thanks. Yeah, thank the Lord. I mean, you think about the banners that are mentioned here. That's why I wanted to sing that hymn this morning, you know, before you got up, Brother JT, because it had the word Ebenezer in it. You know, what, is, what does that mean? Come thou fount of every blessing. You know, here I raise mine Ebenezer. Well, the next words give you a clue. What's next? Here I raise mine Ebenezer. Hither by thy help I'm come. Right? So there's your clue. You know, that's what that means. We, we've, we've come this far by the Lord's help. So we're going to be raising up, you know, how many Ebenezers have you raised up in your life? You know, uh, and, and there was a rock that he called Ebenezer, you know. Uh, how many banners could you raise up? Uh, I don't know in the gym at Love Lady, Danny, or they, do, they, do they have any, any banners hanging up in there where, you know, championships have been won by, you know, a certain year? Uh, how many banners could you raise up in your life? How many things has God delivered you from? How many banners could you raise up? I mean, would we have enough room on the gym wall? You know, for all, we'd have to make little bitty ones, wouldn't we? Because, I mean, count your blessings. Name them one by one. Count your blessings. See what the Lord has done. You know, so many things the Lord's done. Mm -hmm. And see it, right. Yeah, how many things can, that's uh, true. Yeah, how many things can, can, Cohen, can you see in your mom and dad's life that the Lord's done? How many things can my children see in my life that the Lord's done? Um, you know, I've, I've, I think about this song as a song of you know, deliverance in a sense. Uh, God's promised help and strength. He says, help from the sanctuary and strength out of Zion. Uh, I've got a cousin right now that you, you know you've been praying for. Her name's Marlene. And she lives in Arkansas, but she's been in ICU. She's been going through a pretty rough time, um, a pretty, pretty difficult time. You know, now she's conscious. Uh, she wasn't, you know, before, uh, but the tumor that had burst inside of her, they've determined now, you probably read recently, that it's cancerous. And I know they were probably all hoping it's all over. Surgery's been done. They removed the tumor. They got it all. And, and uh, up to that point, they hadn't seen anything that would say, uh, indicate in any way that it was malignant. But now it's showing up that way. Doctors encouraged. Well, Doc, I'm glad you're encouraged, but my greater encouragement is that the Lord is over all this um, and that he's going to bring me through. Uh, does that mean that, 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 that we, we could be in a situation like that and, 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 uh, and, and we could still say that even though that person passed away? We could still say that, can't we? The Lord's bringing us through. You know, Brother Wiseman used to sit right there where that box of tissue is in front of, in front of Sister Carolyn, and he'd go have those surgeries. And he'd say, I'm, I'm worried, Brother Russell, about having that surgery. I said, Brother, I said, if they put you under anesthesia and you don't make it off the operating table, the next face you see is the Lord's, you know, hallelujah. <laughs> what, do you have to, what do you have to fear? Um, the Lord's going to take care of you. He's sovereign over all these things. So... David says, the Lord send help, strengthen you um, when you call upon him. Think about places like Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Pray for me, by the way, as I, let me read this verse of Scripture to you, I'll tell you why. Uh, 
Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. That, that, I think that's important in trouble. Um, trust in the Lord. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. I can't get any peace about preaching anything else at the upcoming Bible conference in Louisiana that I've been asked to speak at than that passage of scripture. So as you think about it, pray for me because um, I believe that's what the Lord had me to preach. But you know, I want to I be a blessing to the people there. So uh, pray for me in that regard. But um, knowing that the Lord's going to hear us, think about connecting this verse here to places like Hebrews 4.16. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Well, when you're in trouble, you're in time of need. Well, guess what? The Lord hear you. You can go to the Lord and he'll give grace. Well, what kind of grace is he going to give? Grace to rise you above your circumstances. We're, we're, we're sending a card to Marlene right now, and, and that's one of the things that I wrote in there. Was grace to rise you above your circumstances. Yes, there's pain. Yes, this is going to be a long, drawn-out thing, it seems. But the Lord's able to grant grace and give you strength and give you help and cause you to rise above to the point where nurses can come in and see your condition and you can be a blessing to them. You can be a witness and testimony to them. And they're thinking, how is it that you're testifying to me and you're the one in the hospital bed? It's grace. It's grace. First John five fourteen and 15 says, this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And that's what Dave was talking about here. And if we know that he hear us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we shall have the petitions that we desire of him. Now, I'm praying for Marlene. I'm praying that she would be healed. I'm praying that she would be recovered. I'm praying that she would be restored unto her family and, 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 and <clears throat> be back in the position that she was in before. But that may not be what happens. But nonetheless, nonetheless, the Lord will deliver her. He will deliver her. And so I pray that the Lord would heal her. That may not be what happens, but the Lord takes, he knows my heart. I want his will to be done in her life. Um, and I want her to be able to be a testimony. I want her to be a shining light, you know, there in that hospital. Now, I, I, I remember... I couldn't be there all day with Teresa. She was in that hospital you know, day after day after day. I brought a little CD player up there. They didn't have MP3 players back then, Danny. They're like, why'd you bring a CD player? They got MP3 players. What'd you do that for? Well, they didn't have them. Um, and so there was, I could put one CD in there. And so she'd have to listen to that same one you know, over and over all day. And I'd get there at night, and I would sleep there at night. I'd go to work during the day, but I'd sleep there at night. And uh, you remember that lady? You know what I was going to say. And there was a lady across the hallway. I mean, I had been playing this for her so that she would have something to comfort her during the day while I wasn't there. In the middle of the night, I woke up, and there was an older black lady across the hall in a bed. And she could hear that music, and we heard her singing. So I knew there was a saint across the hallway. So I went and talked to her daughter. I think she was black, wasn't she? No, she wasn't black. Okay. Well, she was old. Okay, I got that part right. <laughs> I got that part right. But went over and, and talked to her, and, 
And uh, we, it wasn't too long after that, we were out of the hospital for a little while before we were back in. Um, and so um, her daughter was like, that's been such a blessing to my mom. You know, she can't really hear it during the day. There's so much going on. You know, those scales, they'll take down the hallway, and it seems like every one of them's got a flat spot on the wheel. And it's bump, 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 bump. And people are trying to sleep. You know, they can't because there's so much noise, especially at 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning when the person comes on shift to take your blood pressure. You're like, I just got to sleep. Um, but anyway, we left, and um, I told the daughter, I said, here. I said, keep this. Keep this. And she said, well, where did I send it back to? I said, don't worry about it. We were back weeks later, and the mother had passed away. I believe she was no longer in the hospital because she passed away. But, um, yeah, she, uh, it was a comfort to her. It was a blessing to her. It was a blessing to us to hear somebody singing. I mean, in the darkness of the night in a hospital where people are sick and dying, and you hear this voice that's, Echoing, you know, from the other side, you know, we we had it coming from the CD player, and then we had it in stereo, you know, across the hallway. Well, I could say this, and I, I'm I'm sorry, I'm not known for being short. <laughs> um, and and much of anything, if I write a text to you, it's usually going to be long. But you remember, Peter was in prison, and the church was praying, right? And Peter himself in prison, the angel comes, his, his, his bands fall off, right? And he thinks he's dreaming. And he's walking out past the first and the second, you know, regiment gets to the big door and that gate swings open of its own accord, the scripture says. He walks out, goes to the house where they're praying, knocks on the door, and, and the girl comes, what was her name, Rhoda? Is that right? I don't know. She comes to the door and she's so overjoyed at hearing it, she didn't open the door. And she goes back to tell everybody. And they're like, oh, you're crazy. That Peter's not out there. Well, that's what they've been praying for. And the Lord answered their prayer. And there he was. And, and they're in disbelief. Well, guess what? The Lord's, he, he's, he's more willing to hear than we are to ask. You have not, right? Because you ask not, right? So how about this? I love this passage. I know Brother JT's going to know it because it's his favorite book. Isaiah 65, verse 24 says, It shall come to pass that before, this is our God, before they call, I will answer. Before we even call. And while they are yet speaking, I will hear. So, how about Psalm 37, verse 4? Delight thyself also in the Lord. And he shall give thee the desires of your heart. Do you want your heart's desires to be right ones? Do you want to be in tune with God and his will? Delight yourself in the Lord. He'll give you the desires that you ought to have. We'll know the things that we ought to be praying for in certain, not every situation, but, um, you know, in, 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 in many things. I mean, we can pray. I mean, the thing that David prays here, the Lord hear you in trouble. That could be a prayer for us all, all the time. I could pray for you. How do I pray for you? Lord, hear them when they call, when they're in trouble. You know, help them, strengthen them. I mean, it's right here in the text, isn't it? 
He says in verse 5 through 6, We'll rejoice in thy salvation, and in the name of our God we'll set up our banners. The Lord fulfill all thy petitions. David says, I know that the Lord save, saveth his anointed. He will hear him from his holy heaven with the saving strength of his right hand. And then he gives the comparison where some people trust in horses and chariots, but not us. Some trust in men's devices, but not us. Who do you go to first? Whenever you're sitting in the doctor's office and you get the diagnosis, you have cancer. Who do you go to first? Do you run to the Lord first? That's where we ought to run. That's, that's what ought to be in our hearts. Is run, Lord, you knew about this before I did. You, you knew when I got up this morning and I was going to that doctor's office, you knew what this doctor was going to say. None of this has caught you by surprise. And before we even call upon him, he's already heard us. He's already answered us. So he'll send us strength. He'll send us help. He says, I know the Lord will hear. Job says in 16, chapter 16, verse 19, he says, Even now, behold, my witness is in heaven. My advocate is on high. Why is it that the Lord will hear us? Why is it that God will hear us? Because of Christ, right? Because of the Lord Jesus Christ. We have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. So why is it that we are heard? Why does God care about the tiniest of things in your life? Why is the Lord concerned with those things, small and great? Why is it that he will hear you from on high? Why is it that he will strengthen you? Why is it that he will help you? Why is it that he'll cause you to stand and to be able to be a testimony in, in, a, in a dark time in your life when people are looking at you and thinking, I don't know how they're even going through that. How are they maintaining their integrity? How is it they're maintaining you know, their hope? It's because of Christ that we have this hope. I know that the Lord saves his anointed. I know that he will hear them from heaven. I know that he will deliver them by the saving strength of his right hand. That's what David's saying to us here. 2 Corinthians 1, 21 and 22 says, Now he which established or that establisheth us with you is in Christ, hath anointed us, is God. Let me read that again. Now he which established us with you in Christ and hath anointed us is God who hath also sealed us and given us the earnest of the Spirit in our hearts. How close is he to your situation? He abides within you. He abides within you. The Lord saves his anointed. The Lord strengthens his anointed. The Lord grants grace and help unto his anointed. Some boast in chariots and some in horses, but we will boast in the name of of our God. Jeremiah 17, 5 says, Cursed is the man who trusts in mankind and makes flesh his strength and whose heart turns away from the Lord. They have bound, bowed down and fallen. That's not us. That's the world. But that's not us. We trust in the Lord. You know, which, which one are you going to take, chariots and horses or the Almighty God? You know, which one are you going to choose? Man in all of his power or God in his gracious saving strength? Which one are you going to choose? 
Save, O Lord, he says in verse number 9. May the king answer us in the day that we call. He has heard you from on high. He's answered your prayers. He's given you many banners to raise up. He's led us safe thus far. And no, you don't have to make it the rest of the way on your own, Sister Carolyn. He'll take us all the way home. You know, the old footprints in the sand thing, he's been carrying us the whole time. There hadn't been two sets of footprints. From, the, from, from when I was born until now, the Lord's been carrying me. I've got some gray hairs now. I have a hope because the Bible says even when those turn gray, he said, still, I'll carry you. So if you're here this morning and you don't have this hope, my, my prayer for you is that you would turn to Christ. That you would repent and believe upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you might be saved. The Bible says, whosoever shall call upon him, not maybe, not could be, said shall be saved. Shall be saved. So if you think you've got trouble now and you're outside of Christ, there's, there's such sorrow that awaits you if you die apart from him that you can never imagine. You can never imagine. I know Delina and, and uh, Donnie were telling us last night about a young man in their community that, that became a TDC guard. And when he was going through training, you get a chance to say what unit you'd like to go to. Donnie said he didn't do any research. And so one of the units that he said, I'll go to, he said, I'll go to Ferguson. And they said, you want to go to Ferguson? To Ferguson, you will go. You know, and he got there, and it was, he said it was a horrendous place. And all, he said the power would go out, and the cries, and the shouts, and the raking of cans up and down, you know, the, the bars. And, and uh, he said it was, did you look in some of the people's eyes, Donnie said, he said, you know, it was just hollow. You know, it was just darkness. Nothing to compare to hell. Um, so, flee to Christ is my counsel to you. If you do not know the Lord, run to him. Don't, even, don't wait. Don't say, I'll do it later. Run to him. Don't let your head hit your pillow tonight before you turn unto him.